Welcome to Messy Buns Podcast. I'm Mary. This is Elise. It's touched all of our lives. Sometimes we've broken it and sometimes it has broken us. But it is something that all of our hearts need. Today we are talking about friendship. Aww. <laughs> we didn't even plan that. That was awesome. We didn't plan that, but I did actually type out aww in my little <laughs> notes here. <laughs> of course So anyway, did. speaking of friendship, what we're talking about today, we wanted to start off today by just um, sharing with y'all how touched we were with the feedback that we got from our last podcast on how to talk to your infertile friends. It meant a lot to us and really warmed our hearts, so we just want to thank you for all the feedback we got for all of you who shared this, like you're helping to change that narrative. So um, just we just wanted to thank you all so much for your yeah, attention it was, on that. It was really beautiful. And I think both of us, um, not that we didn't um, hope that I don't know, we just didn't expect the the. Yeah. Um, we've been getting messages and, you know, comments and, you yeah. know, it's just been very, um, and apologies. <laughs> oh, no, right? It's like, no, we didn't have any of my, in mind specifically, like, but it yeah, was that, just really I'm like, thoughtful, uh, any, you know? The, that's so cute it, because I'm like, and all the people who have contacted me, at least I'm like, you were never one of the people. So, but thanks. <laughs> um it just shows how empathetic they are which is so sweet so um anyways yeah awesome so sweet we love you guys we do so you want to hear my stories i do i'm (laughs) dying to hear the progression of the fish saga where are we now with the fish in your pond okay so i have well i have two stories okay so i'll um I'll tell you the the fish story first. So okay, I okay. the this this stupid fish pond is just like forever a like dramatic thing. Okay, they're always like dying or getting a disease or like oh and I'm trying so hard. Like I'm researching, I'm putting the right chemicals in whatever. So today I'm looking at my pond and the fish are like floating around. Like like they're like kind of like halfway they're like on their side kind of flopping around like dying are you saying well, they're dying well that's what i thought well okay so well so but then i thought they were dead and then they're like and start like anyways what so will will looks at it up and apparently there's something like some swim what did he call it a swim box or a swim pouch or something like that He's is what they, that we up. call it swim pouch okay they wear a little fanny pack no i'm kidding um and apparently if it gets there's some disease that happens or whatever they can't swim right so they start like floating on their backs and like they look like they're dead but they're not so So i have like three fish yeah that are just like literally floating and i keep thinking that like i keep going to pick them out of the pond and they're not dead yet and I just can't do it. Like, I, they're still, like, so d- and all of a sudden, they'll just get life in them and start, like, flapping around, like, real crazy. And I'm like, just die already. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please. That's awful. Do they need okay. fish medicine? 
Well, supposedly they're like, oh, you need to put them in a little fish hospital, which is like apparently oh you have gosh, like a separate tank. So well, we're not doing that for pond fish okay, that were like 45 sure. cents, you know. So they're um, just going to die and then you'll replace yeah, them Yeah, eventually. Again. I mean, unless they start swimming so right sad. again. I mean, anyways. So, anyways. um, poor guys. Anyways. So my next story is I had my, my doctor's appointment today. And, you know, all the doctors are doing virtual appointments. And so my yeah. doctor is, she's really funny. And um, so she was telling me how she the first thing that she started talking about was how bad like these virtual appointments have been going like they're just not meant for older people is what she oh, was saying no. so she was like she, she was basically like i i'll answer the call and all i see is like a forehead <laughs> <laughs> Or like, or just eyes and, or like, and she said that like these, she's like, I'm telling you, like, it really needs to be like people in their twenties to their sixties. Um, oh no, hold on. Uh oh, I'll get you back, Mary. Hello. Hello. I'm here. Hi. Hi. Bye. I think That's I hung okay. up on you by accident. Oh, oh well. you got so okay. excited about I got the, so excited about Yes, yes. Well, so, I missed okay, so, the last 10 seconds of what you okay, said. Okay. So, okay, so so what she was saying is that basically there should be like 20 to 60 is the age that this should happen and probably not even like 60 cuz she was like yeah, that seems they a literally high. cannot like they cannot function on these yep. things. And she's like, they'll try to show me stuff like and they'll put the phone like right next to it. So all I oh see is gosh. a big blur and I have to be like, no, back a little bit further. No, 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 yeah. back a little bit further. And <laughs> yeah, no, it's just I have I have parents <laughs> that we've been trying to FaceTime. So I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was cracking up and it was just so funny because you, you could tell like. She she felt comfortable enough with me because I had no issues whatsoever. And she's been having issues like all she's like, well, maybe it isn't me. And I'm like, honestly, it probably isn't you. Oh, you no. know, but it was no. just so funny because she goes, this is all I see and just puts her like forehead up. to the That thing. is so like, funny oh, and God. so true at the same time. You know? Yes. That's so great. I just thought it was funny. She was having a little cute. laugh fest with me. Anyways. Anyways. So, so today you know, we want to talk about friendship. Yes. which is I think a very important topic to talk about we all have friends right I mean at least at some point I mean <laughs> we, we still have friends <laughs> but uh I thought it would be a good uh, way to start by sharing a little bit about Elise and I's friendship because we've gone through all of it together and it's been a while wouldn't you say yes it's been a long while what like oh gosh 2006 2007 maybe when did you move down here from Pittsburgh? February 2006. So that's accurate. And now we have we have differing opinions of when we met. I Ooh. think we met the in the French Quarter the night of right. our friend Julie. Yeah, yeah, the the <laughs> of Julian, like our friend Julian's sister's wedding yes sisters and wedding. yeah and there's a picture of us and we all this have like true. grenade like grenades and stuff like that in our hands yeah um okay if not grenade from Louisiana. is a drink not an <laughs> yeah. actual grenade that explodes it is like literally the tourist drink it was bourbon it's, street 
Yeah, it it's this the tourist drink. It is this long, ridiculous tube. It is all sugar. It's nasty. Like you all only sugar drink it and all alcohol, half alcohol. Yeah, you only drink it when you're like first drinking alcohol. Like that's just the reality. Or unless you're coming to Bourbon Street and, and just visit. you know trying to get drunk. So right. Yeah. So well, you went as a date to Will, your now husband, because you didn't know anybody. We didn't go to that oh, wedding. No, like, we didn't go didn't, to the wedding. Yeah, we so. just met up with everybody afterwards. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so we went to the wedding and then we went out because that's what you do after a wedding, right? You go to a reception, then you go out and party. So we all <laughs> went. I guess y'all, Will invited you as a guest to come meet up with him because with all of us, all of our friends. I guess so. so. We certainly, um. that did, that did certainly happen. But what I thought the first time we met was at a, at Casey's mom's house at a, some did you think it was a another mutual party? friend yeah another mutual it was friend. a costume party <laughs> it was a costume party it was literally a costume party they told us okay. to wear costumes i don't want to hear it everybody just sucks no i at believe wearing you costumes. i believe you i just don't remember and you came in dressed as an indian this is, or something with pigtails no i just came in dressed as a saloon girl like a full-on oh, okay. costume and then everybody looked at me like i was some like whore oh, basically i totally did not look at you like that i hope at least anyway, everybody so that's else where, did, that's fine. when i thought we met but anyway um that's when it all started i think we became in instant friends you and I and Julianne and we all just kind of hung out with each other and um yeah and we went to school and we got really close I found that you were really easy for me to connect with and I I don't know why but just (laughs) I mean yeah it just happens like when it's right (laughs) right is this a dating story now But seriously, I mean, it kind of is that way with friends, though. Like, you know, it just works. Like, some reason it just works. You can easily talk to each other. And I feel like that's how our our friendship always was. It's like, well, we were both, like weirdos we didn't yeah. know it at the time but we were total weirdos and like well we knew you know, we were individual weirdos we right didn't right know we just didn't was know. A weirdo. yeah but we did have our faith in common too so right that connected right. us we did a lot of ministry together and that helped us to stay in touch and grow closer together also elise was you know became a youth minister at saint rita and then she left and i kind of took over that role and then it continued over the years and so right um right. Elise and Will were dating for a while and then they got engaged at some point and uh, she asked both Becky, a, a mutual friend, and I to be her, her whore. Wow. Her that horse. That's a weird way to say that word. <laughs> whore, be- I asked whore them maids to of be honor. My, my best horse. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that was so oh awesome. Gosh. I'm her so glad. Her maids of honor. We're going to call it best horse from now best on. Best horse. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. And this, was, well, this is where it got interesting because I guess what I don't even know, but what happened over the years is that, like, although we were really close, I think that over time, like, there were a lot of little things that built up that we never mm-hmm. actually discussed. And it grew like issues, not issues, but like, I guess, miscommunications or just when we enter, like everybody does. Right. 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 And then leading up to her wedding, which is obviously a time of great stress, understandably, like we just kind of had a falling out, like a Mm -hmm. big falling out at the worst time ever. 
uh, because Elise was getting married, which was not helpful for her like wedding day, especially like the, the, you know, arguably one of the best days of your life. And it was just really kind of, I'm sure, affected by kind of a loss of a friendship. I mean, is that how you would put it? Am I saying that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, but I definitely think it's like, which I'm excited to talk about is like the miscommunications and how, why it's so important then to talk about stuff because you don't want it to look, what could have been things that were, were easily avoided became way bigger than they needed to be. Yeah. So, you know, yes, absolutely. So Literally, and this is so sad, but the day Elise got married was the last day that I spoke or talked to her for years. Yeah, for like, what, three years? Three, I would say three or four years. So we have a lot of mutual friends, so we would see each other at like events occasionally, and it was just Mm -hmm. super awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, I mean, and we were friendly to each other, but... um. It was a real struggle for a long time. Yeah. And one of the biggest turning points was um, Elise sent me a letter one day. And tell me if I'm not remembering this correctly. Um, but it meant a lot to me to receive that letter. It was just a heartfelt letter. And um, I don't even remember specifically what it said. But she apologized. And I don't think either of, of us can probably remember a lot of the details, which are not important at this point. Right. But it it was just really humble, I know, and hard for her to do. And um, now that I'm thinking about it, I hope I return that with some type of apology at some point. <laughs> if not, I'm really sorry for you. <laughs> but I just remember that as, as memorable to me and meant a lot because I know how hard it must have been for you. Well, and, and fill in like blanks, that's, please. That's the beauty of... Um, well, it, it's, you know, I feel like we should like just kind of give the overview of our friendship and then we can kind of break stuff down because yeah. there was that was like a big turning point for me. And it had to do with a confession um, that I went to and just something that the Lord put on my heart. So um, but, you know, and kind of talks about, you know, some of the stuff that we're going to talk about. So I think we can kind of just give like the overview of our friendship. And um, but. So what I would say is that um, that kind of, I think, sparked or started um, the openness um, again to like, it still took a long time after that for us to really become like friends. And it was a building up of trust between the two of us that happened for the next couple of years. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the beautiful uh, thing of both of our sufferings of infertility bringing us closer together. Yeah. Um, and then through that suffering, really, like, our friendship was healed. And, um, and you know, from there, you know, yeah, we're, we're friends. We still have things that come up, but just like anybody else. But, like, we, I think because we lost each other, we are determined that we don't want that to happen again, you know? So, well, and we um, took baby steps. And right. it, honestly, at the time when it happened, when we kind of split up or whatever, I don't think we had any plans of repairing the friendship ever. Like, no. it was just, no. this is it. All right. Like, but I think, thank God for the gift of mercy. And again, our faith is something that connected us. So because right. we were open to God, we allowed him 
to kind of work in our lives and ultimately bring us back together, which was so beautiful. Elise mentioned it was actually infertility and our our sufferings, our surgeries specifically that kind of opened the door for us to connect again. I'll never forget. I was at work one day. And Elise had heard I had surgery at the Pope Paul VI Institute. I think she was kind of interested. So she texted me just to ask questions. Like she wasn't trying to get anything. She just had some questions for me. And it was really sweet. I mean, okay. I mean, it wasn't sweet. It was just questions. But I was touched. I was like, oh, I mean, she's asking me something. That means she values my opinion, at least my experience, you know. And it opened the door for us to communicate again. And from there, it was just we just let it kind of happen organically. And and I just love how God works in that because he he wanted this to be a friendship that we came back to at the right Right. time. Right. Well, and and that's why, um, you know, there's so many people and and we I'm sure both been there. Well, we were both there where it's like you say this like, oh, well, I'll never be friends with them again or I'll never have a relationship with them again. And it's just um, I think it's just sad. Like, cause some people stick to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I would, I, what I hope is that after this episode that, um, people, um, are more open to just letting it be what it is for right now. And then, but being open to the Lord bringing healing to that relationship. Um, yeah. but I think that there's some really important things that like we need to talk about as far as like, what a real friendship is and what does that mean and where where maybe we we figured those things out between us you know and and communication issues that we had because then we were able to then go on and go like forward from them uh which is what most people can't do you know is um they can't work through those things and well and I guess that's a good place to kind of start is I I can kind of give my my back-end perspective of like what I was kind of going through um uh there were some really beautiful things that that attracted me back to Mary (laughs) (laughs) um in the fact that uh there was a lot of anger and hurt on my part because it was around my wedding day and so there was some effects to my wedding day um and so the Lord kind of but there was these it's just so beautiful how the Lord works because I would hear like we do have mutual friends so like mutual friends and you know how girls are like they're always like so like what happened you know or like like are you guys gonna like be friends again or you know like and and it's just funny because uh, there was a lot of girls you know doing their girl thing and um what was really beautiful is that they always were like you know Mary never says anything bad about you like she never um talks behind your back she doesn't like bring you down like it like like Mary was always very um loyal even though we were not in a good place like she didn't bring it to everybody else and like bad mouth me or anything and that just really meant a lot to me um and it just showed me a love like and a selflessness from her that helped to heal my heart and actually make me open to having a relationship with her again because she was valuing me as a person and being honorable and being like a good friend without being necessarily my friend at that point, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because we so easily as women love to tear each other down, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and 
you know, it is so easy when we're upset or we're angry to go and, and just badmouth people. Um, and not to say that you can't have a confidant, you know, that you go to and, and get it out. That's one thing. But to go to several different people and just be like spewing out your anger, that's a whole nother story. You know, that isn't a good friend. And y- this is what I would say is be careful because you, you, your best friend, you may be spewing out all this stuff and you think they're the worst person in the world at the time. And then guess what? As soon as you start being friends again, like that's how you treated them in the, the time of testing. So it's just mm-hmm. like when God puts us through trials, like we go through trials in our friendship and who are we when we are in those trials says a lot about the kind of person we are and the kind of, of friend we are, you know what I mean? So that was really important for me. And um, that happened actually a few different times where like a f- inadvertently through other people, like uh, like there was this random, like our, our husbands worked together at one point and the boss, like Will was there with you for some reason. And the boss was trying to stir some cr- some shit up between, you know, us and was like, so I hear your wives don't get along or something. And okay. Mary's response, which Will then told me, was like, no, that's not true. Like, just because we don't talk or whatever, it's not we hate we don't hate each other or something. It was just really like really sweet. Like, again, it was who are you in the midst of a trial, you know, instead of being like, yeah, she's a beep, deep, 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 you know, like she chose to took, take the higher road. And that meant so much to me. And so I, that's one of the things that I, I want to talk about first is like being a friend when you're not necessarily in the best place and how important that is that mm-hmm. even when you aren't happy with each other, that you don't then just go and talk behind each other's backs, you know, because you could ruin a friendship one. And that's yeah. also just not a good friend. That's not being a good friend, you know? Right. And well, there's always that initial fallout, but then there's our reaction to the initial fallout. Chris and I talk right. about this a lot right. of times, like even in our own marriage, it's like the initial problem was whatever, but then how we right. react to it is really what we continue fighting about or really what we remember a lot of the times. Right. So it's right. no different when we're talking, when we're talking of a, of a friendship, I think that that's a really good point that you make and um, can also foster two people coming back together. Right, right. Well, and for me, um, like it it always comes down to that there's two, it takes two to tango. Like in any situation, like it takes two people. So we can be all self-righteous and we can be all like, oh, well, this person did this or this person did this and whatever. But it, there is always two people, especially when it's a fallout situation. There is a reason, you know, unless it's some drastic situation where this um, one person is just using the other person, it is an opportunity to look at yourself. And so I just felt very strongly after going to confession this one day. And the funny thing was, it wasn't even related to us or anything like in the confession. I just, it was, you know, after you get cleansed, it's like the Lord speaks to you. And he spoke to my heart and was like, um, I want you to write a letter to Mary apologizing for your part in it. And at the time I didn't want to, I didn't want to do it. Like I didn't want to send it. I didn't want to write it. In fact, it was very difficult to write, but he was like, you need to do this, you know? And so it was that we talk about that obedience, you know, um, 
And he was like, and expect nothing in return. Like, don't do it for a response, you know? And um, so, so that's kind of how it started. And that's the beauty, I think, of love and friendship is that it's, and it's this count, we are built counterintuitively, I like to say, because mm. um, instead of what, what we think, which is, oh, well, I'll wait for this person to do this for me we actually find healing and love by doing for others. Ball's you know? always in our court, no matter what right. happens. Right. So like by, by virtue of doing that action, it opened up my heart more um, to love you and to, to, to be more open to you because of that, you know? Um, and it, you know, I had to be vulnerable and, and again, not doing it for, the sake of what I was going to receive back, you know? And I think that was like the first step of the Lord teaching me a selflessness in friendship, like that it isn't always about you and it isn't always about who's right. You know, if that makes sense. That is hard. (laughs) What you did. It was, believe me, I, I'm not going to lie. I was like, (laughs) and then writing it, you know, like, so, but again and it's embarrassing like I I wish I could say that I was in a different place but that's just the reality and that's that's but look at I don't think the beauty that comes out of those things you know yeah I mean I look at that example and I I understand being embarrassed just because we get embarrassed we're humans but like what I see is just the huge I mean I wasn't the first one to do that you were you know like and it's the strength of do actually making it an act of the will we talk about love often being an act of a an act of the will and that's exactly a a perfect example of that because you didn't feel it you didn't want to do that you chose to do that and that is what love is well and that's uh, uh, but it's so like there's so many things that I learned like in regaining our friendship that were so beautiful because there was so much that um, like we had very different um, states of life in our first friendship, you Mm -hmm. know, which I, which caused a lot of issues between us. But at the same time, like when I look at my part of it, um, I always have, and still have this issue of like putting things uh, that are new and shiny as a priority over my very important people in my life, you know? And I justify it by being like, oh, well, I need this or I have to do this or, you know, it's this ministry or whatever. And then my friends end up feeling like they're getting left behind um, because I'm so hyper-focused on this new shiny ministry or thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, the beauty of like, it wasn't like you weren't open right away, you know, like you really, you weren't, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, it was very slow steps to us regaining that friendship. And I had to do it not knowing whether or not we were ever going to be friends again. You know what I mean? Um, and not doing it for myself. Um, but really doing it for God, you know what I mean? Um, and, and, but it was a total purification of my heart because in the past it would have been like, Oh, well she didn't respond. Then I'm not doing this, you know, Mm -hmm. like so immature, so selfish, you know? Um, 
and and I had to I had to really look at myself in the mirror and be like dude you need to change these things you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like and that's the beauty of like what our friendship has done for me it but you have to be willing to do that you have to be willing yeah. to look you know because there was multiple other relationship it wasn't just your relationship there was other relationships in my life that had um that I had to fix as well because there was just things that I needed to look at personally and that was a real turning point for me as far as it was a. Uh, let me take ownership. Like I can either continue to blame everything on my hard life and my, you know, upbringing and all this other crap, or I can take ownership for who I am and move forward, you know, and grow as a person, you know? So, and I think we look at different friendships and obviously there's different levels of depths in different friendships. And I remember because after a few years, we, we had contact again, but I lived pretty far away from you. Right. And then right. we moved very close to you right. across the lake to like five. We went from being like 45 minutes away from each other to like right. five minutes away from each other. Right. And you were really excited. Like we were really excited to be so close, but it was like testing the waters. You know, I remember right. one day going to your house. It's like, well, how's it going to be? You know, and <laughs> if, for your particular friendship, like ours has a level of depth that like God has called us to and like we've right, been rejuvenated right. in. It doesn't mean it's like that for everyone, but you can right, still right. have a restoration and kind of just see where the depth takes you. Cause it's okay to repair a relationship and then just right. kind of stay casual friends. Right. Exactly. God was just calling us to deep to deeper. And it's just it, right. the way that it happened was with us being patient and open to him um, right. Just kind of leading us through the, the deeper waters, which I'm so grateful for. Well, and I'm glad that you said that because it is true. Like God doesn't always call you necessarily back to a friendship, you know, and I think um, it is OK to have boundaries. In fact, it's very important in a friendship. You know what I mean? And if your boundaries are being violated or somebody's always taking is a taker. And that's the thing is like. Mary and I are not takers, you know, like we we give and receive in a friendship very equally. You know what I mean? So like that's the reason why we were able to restore our friendship is because of that. I feel like, you know what I mean, is yeah. like our desire for the Lord, you know, um, and to be good people, you know, but unfortunately, sometimes people are too wounded to have a real friendship. And that's okay, too. Like, I've had friends that I've had to break up with, you know, and, and that's okay. You know, like, it doesn't always have to work out just because Mary and I like repaired it. Because that's another thing I will say that there's been some really toxic relationships in my life that I chased after. Mm, um, Because I was like, oh, I have to fix this because Jesus wouldn't want me to, you know, that isn't true. You know, discernment and prayer, like a lot of discernment and prayer went along with my relationship with Mary, you know. Um, And I know the same for her, you know, as far as like us becoming friends again, you know? Um, And that's, that's all you can do is just be open to God's will and to, to always, even when you feel like this, this, you know, okay, Lord, like we're not friends anymore, but to just simply put it before him and be like, listen, like 
I, I feel like I could never be friends with this person, but Lord, if there's something I need to see that I need to change, or if you want that to happen, then, then I'm open to it, you know, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be right then. It doesn't have to be four years from now. It doesn't, you know, it could be 10 years down the line. You don't know as long as you're open to God's will, you know, yeah. and that may be that you're never friends again, you know? Yeah, it's simple openness, which we really need in every area of our lives, not just relationships, you know, right. just right. the openness of to God and not our desires, but to his desires. But right. I really love and, and you're the one that kind of put words to this. But one of the things that we learned from what we experienced and as we realized like this friendship would be restored and we really want to make this work and continue was that we realized that we need to be more open and honest with each other when something is bothering us. And that's right, hard, right. Yes, but yeah, but you, we've got to make decisions in each individual friendship. How close do we want to be? And right. if, if we're not, if we're going to hold on to things and not share them, that's going to put a wedge in the friendship, whether we mean to or not. So sharing our hearts with each other is how we grow in intimacy just in general. Right. And that's what Elise and I have discovered um but i mean of course there's a way to do it sharing and love and wait till you calm down if something's bothering you but um we've really been able to do that and it's hard but we've sat down and said look look this this hurt me or like i don't understand this and it's been a hard conversation but it's brought us closer together and it's really unique to be able to have that if you can't get past something then you need to let it go I mean I mean I'm sorry I didn't say that right if you what am I trying to say if something's bothering that bothering you and you decide not to communicate that to your friend or whatever then you have to let it go is what I'm trying to say if right right it will rear its head somehow well, and it's um, it's not necessarily that you have to talk about every little thing because that's just not realistic, yeah. Yeah. not realistic. Yeah. And it's not healthy. Um, but like you're saying, like if it's if it continues to come back up and you can't let it go, then that's usually a sign of like, hey, we need to talk about this. Like this is something that we should address, you know. Yeah. So yeah. um, and, and again, like uh, the other thing too is learning um learning each other's love languages like just as much as you yes. do that in um in you know a, a romantic relationship it's really important to do to figure that out as your friends because you may be putting something out that they don't need or don't receive love like you know um and I, you know, even if you don't take the test, like if you observe your friend and how they give you love, that's typically how they receive love. And so those are the things is like certain gestures or whatever, you know, oh, well, they like to do this. Well, let me do this for them, you know. Um, And that's kind of, I think, too, like how it would like restore friend, like our, our friendship would would be restored you know and I think that's important is don't just think don't just continue down the path that you are going you know but hey like how do you you know what what are your things that you like do you like gifts do you like this do you like you know like what is it that can make you feel loved you know and definitely um Mary has always been somebody who is a quality time kind of person like if I'm not giving her if I don't like set aside 
and I don't say that in a like bad way like um but if I don't give her that quality time like I can feel it like I feel the tension between us you know what I mean um and I'm like you know like I need to do better at that you know because like I said I have tendency to like get caught up in things so well um, and I never told you that was my love language you figured that out and pretty much told me so I just think it was really (laughs) beautiful how that worked out and that's something else you put words to that I wasn't able to and you you know we had this during one of a talk so it's like let's try to you know it's not just for marriages love languages it's for all of our relationships and she was the first person that told me that and it's like yeah duh like also families like any relationship can benefit from understanding each other's love languages so after she said that I had to obviously I'm like okay what's her love language duh and she's a physical touch she loves her hugs you know (laughs) and so um it's figuring out and that's not something that I automatically do you know it's it's funny because my husband is physical touch and it's something that I had to learn like you know hold hands put well not with Elise but (laughs) with him hold hands but uh she holds my hand it's just a little bit of effort and just understanding each other goes a really long way and I appreciate that right right well and that's the thing is like it, it it my sister Kelly and I always like sadly did not understand each other for years and years and years. And her relationship is another one that has um, been a beautiful restoration, not even a restoration. Cause I feel like we never even really were close at one point, but we are, you know, close now. And it was, it was accepting each other for who each other was. And, and mainly for me, like accepting her that, this is the way she acts like this is her love language and this is the way she shows me love, you know, and funny enough, we're actually very like, cause after physical touches acts of service and she's very acts of service and I'm very acts of service. So it's funny. Y'all are acts of servicey. Yeah. But it's, but I, uh, but it's so funny cause she isn't a very physical touchy kind of person. So like, I, I think I always felt that disconnect from her, you know, mm-hmm. but the, the beauty of our relationship is like, we've grown in those ways as well and like gotten to be so much closer and accept. That's what I just think is so important is, is it's that same thing. It's like, it always goes back to this. Like, what is, do you believe that this is a good person? And if you do, then then if you're not understanding something about them or it's coming across a wrong way, then then seek to find out their intention instead of assuming it, you know? Yeah. Which I Great think point. is really important. So Absolutely. I think we make a lot of assumptions, you know, like, they'll, you know, there's a lot of people who have like resting bitch face, <laughs> you know, like that, that just aren't but they're not jerks, you know, it's right. just that's just their the way it is, you know, yeah. so. We just make a lot of assumptions, I think, that cause a lot of division, you know, and you can really miss out on some amazing people because of it, you know? Great point. That's so true. What about that Bible verse? You found that awesome Bible verse. Oh, well, this is, so this is um, one of my, it's like one of my favorite Bible verses um, because growing up in a very dysfunctional family, like, (laughs) You don't have good boundaries, you know, and you just don't, you know, like you just don't know how to do certain things, you know. True. So I was always like throwing my my heart at people and being like, hi, love me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, anyways, when I found this, I found this in high school and um, and I used it. I've used it a lot in ministry since then. And um, I want to read it and kind of break it down because 
it's so funny and I love this because people, you know, like people will be like, the Bible is so relatable, but it really is. And it's amazing how it's still like there's these certain verses and these certain passages that you're like, holy crap, like if I had read this like at the beginning of like first grade, I would have been so much better off. Why don't they teach these Bible verses? In first I know grade? that are like so poignant. Uh, my whole point. Okay. So it literally says it's Sirach um, and it's choice of friends is, is what it, Oh wait, is this the right one? There's two actually. No, sorry. This is, I was on the That's wrong That's the one. other it's, amazing Bible yeah, quote Yeah, true about friendship. friendship. <laughs> yeah, true friendship is what it is. That's what the title okay. of this is. Um, and it's Sirach 6, uh, 5 through 17. So it says, A pleasant speech multiplies friends and gracious lips, friendly greetings. Let those who are friendly to you be many, but one in a thousand your confidants. Okay, like I love that because I was totally the person in high school that was friends with everybody, but like very little people really knew me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of that where it's like So it was okay, all surfacey, you're saying, not a lot right, of depth. Right. Right. And and but at the same time what they're saying is is okay, you can be friendly with a lot of people, but you can't be like giving your heart to all those yes. people, you know? Yes, like that's just not that's not the way it's supposed to be. And so but one in a thousand, your confidant, you know, yeah. um, I love this. When you gain friends, gain them through testing and do not be quick to trust them for there are friends when it suits them, but they will not be around in time of trouble. Um, another is a friend who turns into an enemy and tells, this is what I was saying before, and tells of the quarrel to your disgrace. So again, like I have a tendency to do this. I, I love people. So like I had this um, recently with someone and it's funny because I've started to notice the signs of when it's like a weird, like Elise is getting way too excited and like throwing herself at a person because I'll get like almost like excited, like <laughs> giddy, you know, excited. And I'm like, why am I like, like, and I find myself telling this person way too many personal things way too quickly. And then I start to feel really uncomfortable and out of peace, you know, because that's not what it's supposed to be. Like, yeah. you don't know this person. They seem nice, but you don't just start telling your, your heart and trusting your heart yeah. and your deepest wounds and secrets to somebody you, that has not proven themselves to be a good friend, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and I think that we so quickly do that when it's like, Oh, well, I don't trust anybody. No, it's not about not trusting anybody. It's just a matter of like, our hearts are so beautiful like, you know, we grew up with all the purity and chastity talks, mm -hmm. but, but what I wish we had grown up with was a little more of the emotional chastity, a little more of oh the, my gosh, right? your, yeah, like your heart and your mind are so precious that it is not for everyone, I you know? It. Yes. Absolutely. Because let me tell you, I was not emotionally chased. Like I threw myself out there all the time, whether it was friends or, or romantic relationships. And I felt horrible and depressed a lot of the time. And I believe it's because of that, because I was looking for this intimacy that in 
too many people, you know, like, and that was not, that. that's not holy. That's not, that's not okay. That's not healthy. You know, does that make sense? Oh yeah. Mm. I think just like with anything else, if we want to know what a good friendship looks like, ask God, go to scripture. Right. And that's, it's right right there in black and white. I mean, he literally lays it out for us. I know. It makes me so angry. I was reading instructions. Instructions for life. Why is this not like, okay. And it's so funny because I've read it to, (laughs) right, right. Because I've read this to several, you know, many teenagers and they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, I know. Right. Right. Like they're not making it up when they tell us Bible, the Bible is instructions for life. Right. And it's literally right here. It's like, it's just crazy. Um, But yeah, it it goes on though. I love it because it says, um, well, and like, it was so funny. Like I said, another is a friend who turns into an enemy and tells a quarrel to your disgrace. You know, that person, like they're, they're like, well, tell me everything like da, 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 da. Like we've had this recently and somebody wanted to know, really wanted to know why Mary and I like (laughs) had a falling out. And like, that's not, it just kind of shows that there's, yeah, like it just kind of shows that there's something a little off because th- that's you don't need to know that that's personal, you know, and when somebody's trying to claw into things, that's usually a big, big red flag. Like, do not do not share with this person, you know, like they like to to hear those kind of, you know, gossipy things, you know, yeah. um, and, and that's the other thing is if they're gossiping a ton you better believe that they're going to gossip to somebody else. You know, there's been so many people in my life. I had to start realizing that where like, man, they were, I thought I was so special because they were telling me all this stuff, you know? And then I come to find out, oh no, they're not just telling me, they're telling everybody. And then they're taking what I've told them and going and telling other people, you know? Mm -hmm. So you just have to be very, if you observe, if you take a minute to observe people, you will really learn and see a lot and gain a lot of knowledge about people if you just sit back and kind of observe, you know? Absolutely. That's a good point. Okay. It says others are friends, table companions, but they cannot be found in time of affliction. When things go well, they, they are your other self and lord it over your servants. If disaster comes upon you, they turn against you and hide themselves. Like how many, how many times have you had a friend who was like there and then as soon as you like you're, you need them or you're, you're crying or whatever, they're nowhere to be found, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I definitely experienced this, this last couple years where like everything was being taken away from us. And man, I had so many people when I was the youth minister who were like, oh, Elise, 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 you know. And then as soon as like my whole life fell apart and things weren't as pretty and I and I was falling apart, they were nowhere to be found, you know, like, yeah. w- which is is hard. But it's also honestly like I saw who my real friends were this this past couple years, you know, like. Um, yeah, and, and challenges typically do that for us. We kind of see who we really connect with and who is there for us versus who's just kind of there for us. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't mean a friendship is over, but it just... Right, right. We just don't connect with everyone, and that's okay. You don't have to be so close with, like you said, a 100 different people. You're close with a few right. people, and then you have these other pleasantries with others that you get along well with, but there doesn't have right. to be 
that depth there. It doesn't mean you hate each other. It's just, it's okay right. <laughs> to be well, more it's surface also, friends. It's it like, it's a matter of like, for me, like I said, like, where are you putting your energy? You know what I mean? Like, it's okay to have acquaintances. It's okay to go out and have a lunch and catch up and things like that. Mm-hmm. But like, are you what like if if your best friend calls you up and is like, hey, I'm really struggling right now. I'm sorry, but but I'm going to cancel that lunch. You know what I mean? Like, because that's that's where my priority should be, you know, and that's the yeah. kind of stuff that I wouldn't do before. And I'd be like, oh, no, this person. I mean, I had this. I have to go. And it's like, well, no, like I hate to say it, but they're not going to be there for you, you know, in times of trouble. This person needs you. And so guess what? They get your priority, you know, and I'll do I'll I'll do the same things with Will. I'll put people like that over him. And that's not fair. You know what I mean? So it's really like I've come to learn a lot about like putting my my close friends and 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 people that are I'm close to up above kind of petty things you know mm. um like being afraid to offend somebody and canceling a lunch when somebody is in desperate need you know yeah. like you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. I'd be afraid of their opinion of me well For who sure. cares like For my sure. my friend means more you know yeah it's about um, setting priorities which is hard to do right but important too important. Trying to see. Okay, let's see. Um, Is there more in the Bible about friendship? (laughs) Yes. It says, stay away from your enemies and be on guard with your friends. Faithful friends are a sturdy shelter. Whoever finds one finds a treasure. Faithful friends are beyond price. No amount can balance their worth. Faithful friends are life-saving, life-saving medicine. Mm. This is Mary for me. Those who fear God will find them. Those who fear the Lord, the Lord, enjoy stable friendship. For as they are, so will their neighbors be. For as they are, like, and this is the stable friendship, you know, this is what he's talking about. You can't be a stable friend to everybody. But I really believe that the Lord calls us to certain people, you know, like truly calls us to walk with certain people, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I cannot like echo that enough because in my own life, like uh, the things that I love to do, my gifts, my desires, my passions, the things I'm good at, my ministries, my outreach, you know, on social media, my speaking, my rapping, like those things have happened because of my friendships. Like, and Elise was the first one to encourage me to like to have confidence in me to like bring out my rapping she is the sole reason that victrice exists not that y'all know too much about her yet because she only recorded one song but just be patient with me but she (laughs) um i mean and then after that like there were some other close friends too that did the same thing and my family didn't give that to me I mean, it's just, I love my family. They're great people, but it's my friends that have brought out the best in me. I mean, that's just the truth. So something else is just like to, to take your friends and you can do this, whether you're real close with somebody or not, but see the good in them and tell them like empower them, encourage Mm -hmm. them, like say, look, Oh, what you do is beautiful. You're really good at that. Keep doing it. Like I love this about you and give them the confidence uh, to do what God has created them to do. 
I'm just so grateful to have experienced that firsthand. Well, and and this is where um, I just friendship is so important, you know, Um, because there's there's so many days that that I feel, you know, for both of us that we have maybe been at our worst and lifted each other up, you know, and taken the like I can say for certain that there's so many days that I will call Mary in a panic and there's like a fog in my life and all of a sudden the fog begins to lift because I've been able to talk her through it pray with her like and God uses her very powerfully like the Holy Spirit through her to like help me navigate a lot of situations um, that I would be totally lost and like I could have a crap day and and talk to her about it and then be able to just move forward with my day in my life you know um, and it's such a gift and but that's the thing is like I can't again I can't be that for everybody and that's okay you know yeah. and she can't be that for everybody and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have that t- I wouldn't have time enough you know for mm-hmm. to be or none of us have time enough for that so it's yeah. like I I think praying about your friendships and, and continually like remaining in discernment with God of like, is this a friendship that is really what you desire, Lord? Like, yeah. is it bringing me closer to holiness? Is it, you know, and, you know, not to say that you can't help people. There's still going to be people that you help that really aren't your friend. They're more your acquaintances, you know, um, but but what friendships are you really calling me to invest in, you know? Yes. Um, but and it's, I, it, it oh sorry go ahead no you go ahead you go first I know I'm done I'm done oh okay um I was <laughs> just I just wanted to clarify because when I said my family earlier I, although Chris is my family I wasn't talking about him like he has been very encouraging me too I didn't want to like throw him <laughs> under the bus he is very supportive and encouraging I just wanted to make the point of like there there's places in our lives that friends have that are unique and we just really have a great opportunity there and it's really because of what Elise did for me and like like I talked about helping me to understand my gifts that like I've been doing that I'm making more an effort to do that for other people too and it's been beautiful to see the results of that Mm. Mm. I love it such an ugly sound I'm sorry (laughs) I love it this was such a good conversation go ahead Oh, no, it was just funny because it I used to not be great at encouraging others like it it was just that typical. Yeah. Yes. It was just. Well, okay, you know me. I'm really hard on myself. Internally, I wasn't that great. I was kind of like it's just that insecurity that we all feel of like, you know, like oh my gosh well if she you know that typical like if she shines brighter than I do then it takes away from me and um Uh and it's that favorite quote that I always tell you about from Mark Twain in my English class it literally changed my life um paraphrased let nobody belittle your ambitions only the small do that the truly great are those uh are the ones that uh make that you feel make you two feel that you can achieve anything (laughs) there we go that's the paraphrase it's a mark twain quote it was literally in my english class in like freshman or sophomore year and i was like yeah like i just identified with that so much and from that point 
I literally began to live my life differently. And which is so funny. I don't even remember who the English teacher was. And it was just one of those stupid, you know, posters, but it literally changed my life, you know, and power packed quote. Oh, well, I mean, and that's the thing is like, I I loved it because it was like, um, the little do that, you know, like little people do that, but the truly great are the ones that make you feel that you, you can achieve anything as well. You know, like, well, and I've Jesus seen came that to the earth in a manger. Oh, I know. That's a well, perfect and example. That's, it, it's just like, you see, like when you start living your life based off of like, I want other people, I want people to succeed around me as well. Like I want them to find their gift. I want them to find their power. Like, and, and, fostering that for others like there's so much beauty to be had you know like it's just it's very beautiful but um so I wanted to mention that because that's literally where all that came from and it's been such a a a thing to live by so um but it's funny okay so this is the other I didn't even know I've never even seen this one before but another Syrac one choice of friends and it says do not abandon old friends new ones cannot equal them a new friend is like new wine. When it has aged, you drink it with pleasure. I have to really think about that one. I'll say it again. Do not abandon old friends. New ones cannot equal them. Okay. A new friend is like new wine. When it has aged, you drink it with pleasure. Oh, Meaning like once once it's it's um been, you know, like they were saying, once you, it's been tested and gone through some things, then you can drink it with pleasure. When it's too new, it's yes. going to be. Ugh, Don't know. toss out your old friends because the new ones are nice and shiny. Right. Well, OK, this is literally OK. I don't think I think I've told you this, but I'm like, OK, anybody who went to um in in Pennsylvania to Billy Sarber's brownie class or the daisies, you'll know, make new friends and keep the old one is silver and the other is gold. gold. I don't know how I know that because I wasn't in your Pennsylvania <laughs> class. But it was well, there. it's a it's a Girl Scout. It's a if you ever did Girl well, Scout, that was like a yeah, it was yeah, yeah. For so like that was. But it's so funny because I'll I'll catch myself singing that. It's so funny, That's and funny. it's like. Yeah. So, uh, but it's really, it's like one of those simple things that you learned as a kid, but it's so true, you know, like, and I think, you know, again, it's so easy to like have somebody bright, flashy and shiny new come in and be like, oh, you know, like we have, cause it's just like with a relationship and a marriage, it's like, you can easily be attracted to anybody if you let yourself, because it's, it's, easy you know when you have a deep meaningful relationship with a spouse you fight there you know things about them and guess what if this new shiny person like that you think and this is where a lot of cheating happens you know it's like you think this person's going to be any different just wait a few years and you'll have even more problems with this one you know (laughs) that's actually a really good point why are you laughing it's uh, I don't know I just it's just it, like you think about it I'm like people get so like it, it's just something that I've thought about a lot you know mm-hmm. as far as like the whole like cheating aspect of like because people don't realize that they don't yeah. realize that 
it may seem fun and exciting. Like we all love the the initial dating phase, right? It's like, oh, I wish we could go back to that. No, because <laughs> we had no depth to our yes. relationship whatsoever, you yeah. know? So yeah. I'm, I'm glad know. you brought up that very awkward point. <laughs> though. <laughs> Is that why you're laughing, I guess? But it's so true. It's It's absolutely true. And I was just thinking you sang that song. And on the other hand, you could be singing, nobody likes me, everybody hates me, guess I'll go eat worms. What? <laughs> You've never heard that song? I've never heard that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. my gosh. Go eat worms? <laughs> I just think it's a That's funny song. so mean. <laughs> you learn something new every day. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, so where was that? Was that like a it's like a, a school? Thing? I don't know. It's just like a song that exists. Everybody I go have, eat worms. No, now I have nobody to likes me. Everybody hates me. Guess I'll go eat worms. It's like a pity party song. Go feel sorry for myself. Oh kind of thing. my goodness! But I think it's kind of funny, you know. Oh but my goodness, man! This was it, this conversation too exceeded my expectations. I'm so glad we had this chat. I always like having <laughs> chats with you. <laughs> I know. Every time I say that, I'm like, yep, you're saying that again. You said it last episode. You're going to say it again. <laughs> Woo, we went long again. Do we have time for a word of the day or we want to just not do um, it? It's pre- yeah, we should probably skip. We'll it's pretty. It. I'll save <laughs> like, it for next yeah, time. Yeah, hold it for next time. <laughs> thank you guys so much for sticking around with us. If you don't mind, go ahead and rate us wherever you hear this podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. And we cannot wait to talk with y'all again next time. Stick around. Bye. Bye.